Dr. Luck. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Hey, thanks a lot, everybody. It's Dr. Homebrew. We're back. We're talking homebrew. We're hanging out. We're doing all sorts of fun stuff uh, here on the Brewing Network. And I will tell you that it is, uh, I don't know, February? Is it March? I don't even know what these shows are for. Uh, it's but like March 3rd or something. Right yeah, now. but it's 2021. And that means that uh, the world is sort of uh, colliding forward and uh, pushing ahead. And, uh, you know, so if you're still listening to this, thank you for being safe <laughs> and uh, not yeah. spreading diseases and sicknesses. I really appreciate that very much because it enables us to get out much, much faster. So thank you for doing I that. Last March, it was an interesting month, if I recall. Um, yeah. It was, it seems like more than a year ago. Uh, yeah, first, I mean, interesting as far as like just when you do stuff, you're sort of like uh, gauging what's happening or what are you talking about? I'm just being a dumbass. Oh, okay. I remember last March. It was significant. Something, something really. Oh, I see what you're saying. You are being a dumbass. Fucked up having that yeah. month. Um, what was it? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the Ides of uh, March, man, you know, which is funny because uh, like the Ides of March are what? March 15th. And we got locked down the 14th. So, you know, right. Newsom has no no sense of like drama or, or mm-hmm. arts, right? He should have done it on the 15th. I had uh, all kinds uh, of plans that weekend. I was going to go see Tame Impala. I had tickets to see Tame Impala at the Chase Center. But oh, I was wow. like, was, am I going to go? Uh, it started getting crazy. And then, <laughs> yeah. then they canceled it like the day before. Like, yeah. No, I remember we had, we had Alice's second birthday party. Alice's birthday is March 11th. So we had her birthday party, like, I think on the 11th. And it was like, even then, it was like, should people be coming over? I don't know. This is fucking weird. Um, and then, like, the the next day, I, I drove to Vacaville to, re- I think, and I've told the story before, uh, to return my uh, my track suit that I bought at the Adidas <laughs> the Adidas outlet mall because it was too small. So I wanted to get so a larger you were one. Totally and, in the tracksuits right then. Oh yeah, for sure. And I still am. And oh, yeah. um, my next one will be velour. Don't worry about it. Anyway, and uh, I remember like going through there, and then I was like, oh, "I'm this is just weird. I don't. I feel very uncomfortable." And then I felt comfortable enough to go to the Levi store to get a jean jacket. But I was like, I don't want to be here. I'm like sort of holding my breath and paying very, very much attention to like other people in the store. And it was very odd. It was a very odd time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you very much to our sponsor, Five Star. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn about the best way to clean and sanitize your home brewing equipment, which is, of course, with Five Star Chemicals. And JP is relearning this fine skill as he's re- he's begun brewing again. I really am, man. And uh, you know, I I it sort of feels good to to just to use five star stuff like PBW specifically for for brewing again. Because I've like, talked oh, about it all the time, like I clean uh, my sink with it, I clean my fucking pans with it, I clean a bunch yeah. of shit with it, I clean my oven glass with it. Yeah. But I haven't used it in a brewing application proper for over a year, and it feels kind of cool, you, man. You clean, you clean your oven glass. Does it work on your oven glass? Yeah, I made a paste. Cool. It really it's it, it, wow. Not it's super. Down, not it's not like crystal clear anymore. Right. But most of the mung is off, where you can turn the oven light on and actually see what you're what you're baking. Yeah. That's cool. that's really good good to know. That's that's some good shit. Yeah, thanks man. 
Anyway, so uh, Five Star Chemicals, thank you very much, you guys. And we are here today with Ben. Ben, welcome to the show, young man. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you joining us. And you've sent in, a, what, a black IPA, I think. I keep reaching over. This is sort of. Specialty. Double black rye IPA. Excuse me, the uh, the label was skewed. I was like, oh, black rye. Okay, cool. Uh, double black rye IPA. Okay. Or, yeah, what's the word order for that? Would it be a rye double black IPA or a rye black double IPA? If I worked at Starbucks, it would be a double... Rye IPA black, I think maybe I don't know who knows who can say. <laughs> yeah, none, none more black. Yeah, is this something that you've uh, that you've done before? Well, it's a it it started as like a Wookie Jack clone, the Firestone Wookie Jack. Okay, yeah. And then it was December when I decided to brew it, and like COVID was doing, you know the the spike. The whole, and I just said, you know, screw it. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna. Like add five pounds of base malt to it and call it a day. <laughs> okay, so, so it so was it's, you know it was gonna be just normal, but you decided to goose it a little bit because yeah, I goosed it. That's a okay. Good way to put. Okay, all right, I love it, man. <laughs> I love it. That's cool. So it was supposed to be a Wookie Jack clone, but just a little bit more, a little bit more oomph in there. Yeah. Okay. Hey, man, that's good enough reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like it. Well, I'm gonna open this because I do have this one, and I'm excited about it. Thank you very much for uh, sending that out to everybody. Uh, Brian Cooper, are you ready this time? Would you like to start off? Forward the beer. I love it. I have it here. All right, go for it, man. Yes. Um, so I had a nice hiss when I opened it up. Uh, the cap and everything was, uh, uh, you know, the fill level was good. Um, anyway, um, it's uh, in the nose. It is firmly hoppy up front. Um, some citrusy and um, especially some resiny notes. A uh, little bit of a uh, some grassy overtones in there too. Um, some, some definite alcohol showing up here as well alongside all the, the hops. A kind of a alcohol sweetness in there. Uh, low low dark malt elements, stopping far short of of being rich. Uh, just kind of dark bread like with hint of a little light chocolate. You know, some light roast coffee, soft, smooth, dark malt uh, aromas there. Um, it, it seems very clean. Mo uh, moderate fruity esters uh, from the ale fermentation. Um, as a parent here, no off aromas. Uh, not getting any diacetyl or DMS. So good job keeping it clean. Um, it's impressively uh, dark brown. It's very... Um, it's it's a black IPA. It's um, fairly clear at the edges, but it's nearly opaque. Um, getting a few highlights. Um, just there's there's not much in the way of highlights. What I'm saying there's there are a few highlights showing through when you shine it the light through it. Uh, so it looks it looks the part. Uh, a creamy, well formed, light tan head. I'm actually getting some some lacing on the sides of the glass and. It's a it's got a pretty presentation to it. I have to give it full points for uh, for appearance. Nice fine bubbles. Um, yeah. So, uh, okay, flavor. Uh, this is a it's got a pleasantly hoppy IPA character uh, up front there. Um, it's got a there is also a malty depthiness. I, I wrote on the score sheet. Um, 
possibly from the rye, somewhat spicy, I would say. But then again, the hops are just uh, a lot of citrus and resin dominating here, um, and, a, and a dry hop character coming across, just a little grassy, but not in an unpleasant way to me. Um, um, the hops are not definitely not overdone, but there's a lot going on here, so it's you know there's a lot for them to uh, have to stand up to. Um, it finishes appropriately semi-dry uh, through the firm, smooth alcohol here. That does hint at sweetness, but it, you can tell it's well attenuated. The alcohol um, is, is fighting for attention in there, definitely. It's like, hello, I'm here. Um, <laughs> uh, the bitterness is medium, high, and smooth. It's not biting or coarse. It's just, uh, you know, uh, the beer is nicely balanced to the hops, but the, the, the malts... Um, you know, the dark malt is, is giving them a little run for their money. They're, you know, it's not, um, it doesn't just taste like an IPA. It tastes like a, like a black IPA. Um, but it's not like a big, really coffee where you would say, oh, that's too, too much on the dark. Um, so nice, nice, uh, just hitting that limit, getting it really dark without um, going overpowering on some of the dark malt flavors and aromas there. So nice job there. Again, clean, no DMS, diacetyl, anything like that. Um, um, so yeah, the mouthfeel, it's medium bodied. I might, might like might like it a, to be a little lighter bodied. I think just the, the alcohol again is, is, is playing it up big. Uh, there's, there's some moderate alcohol warming, but it's really, it's smooth. It's not biting. It's not harsh. It's not drying my throat out. Um, medium high carbonation is pretty spritzy which i think is good for this beer um there's no obvious astringency from from the hops or the malt uh you know there's a lot of uh, polyphenols in in hops and uh and in darker malts uh, but it's you know you did a good job not getting uh, any astringency out of that if you mashed and sparged or i doubt it's an extract beer but uh we'll find out uh not really creamy but definitely not harsh at all just it's it's you know, that maybe a little, you know, you can feel the hops in there a little bit, kind of a, I don't know what, how do, how do you define the mouthfeel of a hop? It's a, like a, can you leathery, but kind of not earthy, not leathery, almost hmm. pretty resin, like a resiny oh, feeling. I always call it astringent to That's, me that, yeah. to me, it has a little astringent. This on the, I'll call it uh, like the mouthfeel of a, a good bong hit, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> D- danky? Yeah. That would be the epitome of dank, I believe. That's, that's a flavor, though. So. Are you saying Ben yeah. looks like a stoner? Because yeah. uh, I find no. that uh, I agree with that. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the mouthfeel is in there. It's uh, pretty close to what you want for for what it's declared to be. A very pleasant drinking double overall, uh, double black rye IPA. Um, it seems that the black IPAs are having a, a nice little resurgence these days, and I welcome it. For I, for yeah. one, say, hurrah! I Perfect. actually uh, last night after uh, drinking this beer, I, I I put in two orders, and I'll talk about the the first one that inspired. It's like, damn, I haven't had a Wookie Jack in several, a long ass time. And they, you know, they they stopped making it for a while, and they started. I had heard they made it again. You have to order it on the brewery's website. You can order it right now to California. I couldn't find it in stores anywhere. Wow. I was like, where can I get some of that? Because this beer, I, I I did write on the score sheet. It's 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 very reminiscent of the the Wookie Jack 
uh, a beer. It has that nice resonance <clears throat> and the strength and the complexity. It really is. And like I, I had that beer a couple of times, not uh, just yeah. in samples, not like full glasses because it's not a style that I, I make or I brew, I drink. I don't, I'm just not into the thing. But that beer is so unique because it does give you this like yeah. beer memory, this taste memory. And this it tastes like the way that I remember that it's those it's those danky yep. resin hops with that with that I wouldn't even say slightly roasty but like you know almost moderate kinda... roasty chocolate like bitter chocolatey thing mm. um, yep. it's yeah. a very unique combination it tastes exactly the way that that I remember that beer yeah. tasting yeah so you know I, I I'm finding that I would like um, even more. Um, intensity of, of, of and variety maybe in the hops but I mean although it's it's great as a uh, kind of an amped up Wookie Jack clone which is exactly what you just told us it was and, and I'm I'm happy about <laughs> uh, but yeah you know now maybe just dialing back the alcohol that those, those hops shine through a little bit more I don't know how, how happy you are with how your experiment came out um, but I'm I'm happy with it. I think it, it worked nicely, yeah. um, and it, it is it is a d- declared as a double IPA. So you know it's it's. I think you said earlier it's a nine percenter, and and the Wookie Jack is like eight point three, so it's not that much higher. And so you're you're in the territory. It's really it's probably closer to eleven. Oh shoot! Wow! <laughs> Damn! Uh, uh, here okay. we go, boys. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> I hear nine. Yeah, after you said you threw in that much extra mall, I'm like, I'm yeah. only up to nine. I misheard that then. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, we'll get there. Yeah, but yeah, the alcohol is definitely it's it's popping out in a big way here, but it, it still keeps that that <laughs> essence of the the Wookie Jack. But I think it's 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 pulling away from your hops a little bit. Um, and I don't know, you can play around with different hops in it, but. The hops that you used are great. I don't know that you necessarily need to change those, but um, this is a fun experiment. I, I, I actually, I, I finished this bottle last night as well uh, after drinking a Baltic Porter. <laughs> so in the middle of the night, I, I, I enjoyed it. I gave, I gave it a thirty-nine. I think that's a fair place to put it. It's a. Yeah. There's not a lot you can fault this beer for. Um, just mostly kind of balance, balance things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, cause the alcohol maybe is just a little bit out of balance, but it's so smooth. You don't care really. Yeah. So I, I like this beer quite a lot and I'm, I'm happy. I'd love to hear the, the recipe. I was looking up, I found myself looking up Wookie Jack clones after tasting this last night. And there's a, the, 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 the BA has one that looks interesting. I might like to try sometime, but uh, I'd like to know where you got your, recipe and and i think there's called for a really low you know another thing to do would be to to you know use a really low mash temperature like they call it out like a 145 to something you know mash temperature just to dry it out because with all that alcohol there to still keep it nice and dry um without adding maybe too much sugars and you know uh uh, losing the body that you want to kind of keep um you know just figuring out a way to, to get it to attenuate even a little bit more, but it's, it's dry enough. It's, it's, that's not the problem. It's, it, well, there's no, there's no real problem. It's tasty. I'm going to drink some more of it and I'm going to listen to what Brian has to say about it. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Brian, let's go. Well, uh, you know, Ben, I got to intro, I got to, uh, start with my usual uh, question. Are you in a homebrew club? I'm not. Oh. You're, you're, you're a lone wolf. You're He's on lone a watch wolfing. list. You're, uh, 
you're a member of the leaderless homebrew resistance. Okay, that's that's cool. And what what uh, area of the country are you from? Uh, Huntington Beach, Southern California. Oh no, no I, I used to I lived in Huntington Beach for many many years. Uh, I worked at McDonnell Douglas uh, right there in Huntington at Bolsa and Bolsa uh, or at uh, Bolsa and. Uh, Yes, that was Bolsa and Bolsa Chica a billion years yes. ago. Yes. <laughs> yep. Back back in a past life. That they tore that building down now. Some of it. Yeah, some of it's gone. <laughs> We're my office is about a quarter mile from there. So yeah. Nice. So I, I I'll, enough of that. But uh that's I I love Huntington. It's a cool place. Uh I actually had read somewhere that MMA fighter Tito Ortiz is now under oh, city Jesus council Christ. and that he's insane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, as our show is devolving into <laughs> politics and, and uh, not, not, not politics at all. It's more just like local Huntington Beach craziness. Yeah. Huntington, Huntington Beach always it was a little bit of a crazy place and probably always will be. And it's kind of a cool little offbeat beach town, which I, I always love and always will. But uh, anyway, uh, thanks for sharing the spirit. You know, you, is an initial matter. Uh, people, Brian was talking about Wookie Jack and I, I'm not just blowing smoke here. I I never liked Wookie Jack a lot because I always thought it kind of smelled like feet. Uh, and I wondered if they were maybe an early adopter of Mosaic because much like like Summit Hops can smell like onion and garlic and Simcoe can smell like cat piss if you harvest them at the wrong time. I, I firmly believe that uh, Mosaic, if you harvest it wrong, smells like feet. But uh, this reminded me of Wookie Jack in, in, in a good way. And frankly, I preferred it to what I recall Wookie Jack having been. And I say this as a person who loves Firestone Walker beer, who drinks a lot of you know, currently in the past and currently in the future, drinks a lot of Firestone Walker beer. Currently sure in the it. past. Well, you are the, you every you know, is, every time I forget you, you, you demonstrate that you are, in fact, a lawyer. If that's not the most lawyer bullshit I've ever heard in my currently in the in the past, currently, a lawyer drinking past, eleven percent, present and in the future, <laughs> I am, I, I was, am, and will be drinking this yeah. beer. All right, God bless. I me. do not recall drinking that beer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not drink it with some eggs. I would not drink it off my legs. No, I don't, no. I don't know. It's uh, all right. Well, let's get I to the actual beer. At this time whether I drink that beer or not. <laughs> But uh, uh, in any event, uh, yeah, bo- bottle is good fill, uh, low hiss on opening. Uh, I did like the name Double Black Rye IPA. Brian kind of hinted this before, like, what? I'll be a lawyer again. What was double modifying? Is it a double IPA that's also a black rye IPA? Is it double black, like none more black? This, this album could not be more black. It is none more black. Uh, you know, what, it, regardless of what the name was, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the aroma, you know, I definitely got some spicy rye at a, a medium level. Uh, got a piney resinous hops uh, at a high level, uh, blended very smoothly. Low level of dark malt, not a not a roasty uh, dark malt, but just that kind of pleasant, almost a bread crusty, chocolatey, you know, not a roast character. Uh, it all blended together very harmoniously. Nine out of twelve. Uh, appearance to be out of three. Uh, my note is color is black. Duh. Because uh, it's, uh, it's it's pretty black. Probably if I held it up to a stronger light a bit, this is really dark brown because I've 
no no beer that's supposed to be black is ever technically black when you put it in front of enough light. Uh, it's always kind of a shade of brown, but still. Uh, persistent low head, clear as far as you can tell with a beer this dark, kind of tilting around the edges. Three out of three. Uh, flavor. Uh, flavor is initially sort of a rice spice uh, and dark malt with some piney floral hop flavor. And I actually had the experience that I rarely have with a beer where you take that sip and then right afterwards, yeah, it's still not as much, but that first sip I had out of this, out of a glass from this bottle, the hop flavor just exploded. I mean, it went from being you know, at a medium level to being extremely high in mid palate. And I really liked that a lot. You know, this is an IPA. It's a beer that's supposed to have a lot of hop flavor. Dude, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think you hit like a resin nugget, dude. Something must, like that. Must have been. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe I should have been been having my lighter next to this thing or something. That's uh, kind of that's, that's that's my signal to like you know pour this into the uh, the beer bong and light it up or something. I, I don't know, but uh, it was really uh, uh, really well done. A really high level of hop flavor in mid palate. Uh, and the balance in mid palate was to hop flavor to me. Uh, medium bitterness uh, comes up toward the finish and balances the malt uh, as well. Uh, and all all those elements balance real well into a long finish. Uh, it's very well attenuated. Uh, the rice spiciness is present all the way through, but it's not obtrusive. You know, like every home, like most home brewers, I've done rye beers. And rye can be a pain in the ass, but you also have that idea that oh, I've, I'm making a rye beer. I want to put a lot of rye in here, uh, and you overdo the rye. And this uh, the the level of, of rye. I'll be curious to, about your recipe, like what percentage you put in. Uh, I I think really is just perfect to balance everything. Uh, so 16 out of 20 for flavor, uh, mouthfeel five out of five, high carbonation medium warming uh it's perky rather than creamy not astringent uh it's really well overall impression nine out of ten for a total of 42 uh, my notes here kind of begin with you know i really like it but you know how do you judge it because you know 21b you've got separate subcategories there's 21b rye ipa there's 21b black ipa then there's 22a uh, double ipa and like what what do you do but the this beer, I have to say, kind of solved, kind of answered that question for me itself, because it was so harmonious, and it was such a good blend of the the rye and of the black IPA and of the hops. And we, we've talked about this on this show recently about how tough it is to do hop selection for a black IPA. And there's so many ways that hops don't play well with dark malts. Uh, and, and I'm not sure that everyone, even at a pro level, fully understands the interaction of hops and dark malts and why some are successful and some aren't. Uh, but this, the goal of any of these, when you're looking at like a specialty anything, is does everything play well together? Do you have harmony? Uh, do you come up with something that's that's tasty and flavorful? And I think the answer is yes. I mean, you definitely did. So that's why this is a 9 out of 10 overall impression. 42 out of 50. 
And I did kind of, excuse me, I'm with that 11 percent, I'm, you know, going to hiccup here or something <laughs> in a second. Uh, you know, I, I did kind of wrestle with, well, maybe I should have even gone a little bit higher on this. But uh, this is really well done. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to hearing all about how you made it. Yeah, 42 out of 50. Ah, man, that's really low. I'm going to tell you that right now. What did you give it, Cooper? At 39. That's really low too. You guys are you guys are Should we go higher? You guys are fucking bent over, dude. I mean, it, it, could you could you make this beer without the rye? Just to to what you were saying, Shar, where to put it? Is it is it I mean, do you, do you need to claim or specify that there's rye in it? Could you if you were tasting this would you go? God, there's rye in here. He didn't. He didn't fucking specify. So I'm gonna ding him for it. I don't think so. No, I, I wouldn't ding it. And if this were entered as a black IPA, and I didn't know there were rye in here, I would. I, I would. When I, I would get the spiciness, yeah. And maybe I'd identify rye. Maybe I'd put that down to the hops, but I wouldn't ding it for being having rye when it wasn't declared. Okay. I. You know, if, if I were to. If I were to try, have to put this in a bucket of a black IPA or a rye IPA, I'd put it in the black IPA bucket. Uh, having said that, yes. there's enough rye in here. You could put this in the rye IPA bucket, and I think also do really well. But I also yeah. would worry. I would worry if I were entering this in a competition, if I declare because rye IPA could be a pale colored IPA. It could be like a standard, regular old. Mm. Uh, IPA happened to have some rye malt in there, and I would worry that it would be perceived. Does that make sense? Like it yep. would be the rye is part of the black IPA. You kind of fit into the category. The 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 darkness is part of a rye IPA it might make you stand out and not necessarily in a good way. Does, does that make sense? Well, it's also odd. Just yeah, I, I think so. I, it's also odd just calling out a specific malt, you know, necessarily yes. and saying. You know, I mean, you can you can add you can you can make your malt bill more complex by adding some rye. Yeah. Do you have to declare it? No. Um, you can make right. your malt bill more complex by adding some Munich or something else. There's no yes. such thing as a, a Munich IPA. You know, it's it's just a malt <laughs> that you can choose to use or not use. Uh, so. Well, I I think the the spiciness could almost come off as maybe a quality from the hop combination and the dark malt combination. So it's like a yes. like a roastiness with a hoppiness. So I don't think you. I don't know. It's anyway. I don't know why that's like uh, fascinating to talk about right now. But anyway, Ben, uh, do me a favor, man. Can you give us your recipe for this, if you wouldn't mind, please? And we can sort of. Yeah, yeah. Talk. Let me take you through it. So the the recipe was eighteen pounds of two row. It's a five gallon batch. Okay. Uh, Eighteen pounds of two row. Damn, that's a lot. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now, now I'm getting the eleven percent out of that with just that about a two row. <laughs> uh, three pounds of rye malt, um, eight ounces of caramel rye, and then eight ounces of carafa three, and eight ounces of uh, midnight wheat. Which actually, my homebrew shop had chocolate wheat, which I don't know if that matters. And then an ounce of warrior, which I just threw in like first wort um, to keep it from boiling over when I finally got to the boil. <laughs> All right. And then uh, an ounce of Amarillo and an ounce of Citra at 15 minutes. And then two ounces of Amarillo, two ounces of Citra uh, in the Whirlpool for about 30 minutes. And then 
two ounces citra, two ounces amarillo, um, dry hop, and then a second hit of the same thing two days later. Okay. That's really interesting. Yeah. And then it was uh, uh, two packs of 001. And, uh, oh, and I'm sorry, I forgot a pound of sugar too. Mm. Oh, because why not? Your, what was Fuck your original it. gravity? Uh, 1105. <laughs> God damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> if you could, like, if you took down to in the end. took that down, I didn't, I, I didn't even bother. I don't know. You didn't even bother. Man, Damn, yeah, Bruce Smith calculated it out to uh, ten eighteen. Okay. Wow. Well, you know, it 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 comes across as really well attenuated. Very so dry. Job yeah. On your fermentation. Yeah. Do you have a fermentation fridge or temp control somehow? It was occupied by a logger, so this just sat on the bench in my garage. <laughs> Well, I mean, time of year. you're right on the beach, yeah. and it it's cold. Yeah, it was cold. It was low 60s, yeah. but it does it does go up and down about 10 degrees when I yeah. park my car every day. So yeah, <laughs> right near the are beach. You, are you in like Huntington Beach downtown, right by the beach, or are you a little further away from the beach? About a mile in. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. I don't know, man. If you, I mean, you could take all that shit down 30 percent and <laughs> make a really good black IPA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I get what you were doing. You're just kind of fucking around. It seems like, but this is. I mean, look. I think it's a really good beer. I would. What did you give it, oh, Brian? Forty yeah. two. I would give it a forty three, just to fuck Brian over. But yeah. also, I, I mean, I I like it. I think it's. I think it's the the combination that you have and and the job that you did works really really well together. Which is and everything about this beer is counter to what I enjoyed drinking. And I I think you did a really good job. I was going to say, JP, yeah. that you, you hate big beers. And I hate big beers. I hate IPAs. I hate black IPAs. I hate double IPAs. Like, there's a lot of shit to hate about this, but um, <laughs> I, 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 but I don't hate the beer. I think it's very good. I wish I could drink it all. I mean, I might even. Who knows? In, in a weird way, it's harder to balance it when you bring the alcohol down. Like, I've right. done it at 8%, 8 and it either the roast or, mm. you know, the dark malt or the hops stick out too much yeah i think you actually blended probably <laughs> the the sweetness from the alcohol maybe kind of lends this thing that you can't really get otherwise and i think it just I kind don't of know. blows out your palate a little bit well that's probably true <laughs> yeah. too yeah it's playing with the resiny quality there yeah yeah there, um, there is a lot of alcohol here yeah ben do you have any questions I mean, for the guys the alcohol the alcohol no. is not immediately obvious and that's that's a that's a signature of good fermentation right you use like a lot of 001 out of the gate yeah, uh, that's anytime someone makes a big beer, whether you I don't care if you temp control with in a fridge or putting it in your garage when it's wintertime. If you can if you can keep the fusels down and have a good fermentation, uh, that's the sign of like a, a that's, that's that's step one for a really good big beer. You have to have that. And right. you did that really well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, ben, do you have any questions for the guys? Um. No, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess, you know, you guys, if if you were trying to make this beer, what would you do with the recipe? Just Throw it in the garbage. It's not really a competition beer. I mean, I think we okay. kind of hit on it. The the whole descriptor for it is ridiculous. You know, mm, I think you black rye, you know, blah, blah, blah. Why you know, is it probably a triple black? So, well, so, hang yeah, on. But, I was just going to say. <laughs> well, setting, setting aside the, the uh, judging and competition aspect, if you okay. were going to make this and you just wanted to tweak it, where where would you guys tweak it? I always want more hops. I turn it it's into a, a logger. I, 
I turn it into a An fucking IPL or whatever. yeah, a German pilsner is what I would turn it into. Yeah, it's it's already like a pound of hops in a five gallon beer. I don't know where. I mean, where that, do you go from there? Well, I I think that's an interesting question, guys, because I don't think anybody's really asked us, uh, and uh, you know, us loosely, but you guys specifically, like, what would you adjust competition aside? So if you were if you were making this for you, what would you guys do? I, I would like to ask about how you treat treated the hops when you did your your big dry hop additions. Um, did you? Because I found like you know just, I, I used to just okay I need this much dry hops and I put it in, but then it just sits there. And I read I think it was Vinny or someone who's like, if you're on a homebrew scale, you can go in and you can be agitating those hops. So like I'm I've got a, a, a hazy IPA in my in my fermentation locker right now. I go every morning, every night, and just kind of swirl it around. And uh, just get those hops moving. At a, at a big brewery, a lot of times they'll bubble uh, CO2 up through the bottom of their big fermenters to rouse the hops in the bottom and keep them moving and just keep those you know oils absorbing and yeah. the contact moving. Yeah. I don't know. What did you do? So so I found with this beer that if I like I've made it other times and if I just leave it at ferment temperature and I dry hop it, all the hops are just floating on top of it four or five days later like I, it hasn't mixed at all so i um but if when i cold crash it all the hops are densely packed at the bottom so you know i i for this one it was two hits of dry hop you know two days apart and then i you know cold crashed it and that you know pulled all the hops through the beer to the bottom um i'd like to play with recirculating i think that would help pull the hop flavor out faster maybe you get rid of some of the grassy flavor but i'm not really set up to do that i don't know i gotta figure out you're dreaming big man it sounds like you're dreaming really big right there which is good that's what i mean that's what homebrew is all about man i think i think more more people just sort of fantasize about what they could do if they could right rather than actually execute episode someone described doing it with a with a keg and the pump and yeah i'd probably go back to that and listen to how they did it and then try and replicate that but yeah i mean really you can get like a a, an air stone and just throw co2 through it and just kind of like put it in and mix it up in a carboy or something too you don't need to pressurize it it gets what we were back to what we were talking to about in the previous episode about you get to like a the the mid low to mid 40s yeah and what is because you look at the bell curve and everything virtually everything is between you know 22 and 40 or if you want to say when you get to above 40 there's gets to be like just intangibles that are difficult to quantify if not impossible to quantify about what is because there's no yeah, Ben, this is, is so well done. There's not any obvious flaws that I can point to. Oh, you have acetaldehyde or you have oxidation. No, I mean, there's there's nothing here to fix in term to in my view, as far as something that's wrong. So if nothing's wrong and I like it, then what would I do different to make it yeah. better? And I, I don't know that I would do anything. Hmm. And if... It, what would well, get it to be up closer to 50? And I I have to be honest and just say, I, I don't know. Uh, and maybe there's just that something, maybe there's that magic. I, I think that kind of, you know, it's easier 
on the other end, it's easier to say, oh, what gets you from a 22 to a, a, a 15? I, I guess you have to get the courtesy 13 or something. Right. Like that's you know, what, whatever. That's, that's easy to do. The question on the other end on this long tail on the high end is how do you get from, from really excellent to perfect? And I, you know, I, I have to say, I, have to, I, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. I guess just you already made some suggestions. It? You know, you, yeah. you suggested maybe calling it a triple I, uh, black. Yeah, that's that's double, true. Mm-hmm. Triple black rye IPA yeah. or just triple black IPA. Yeah. Move off the rye. There's, there's that's 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 a name, right? That's, that's a not name. a recipe. Yeah. That's not that's nothing to oh, but do I, differently. For, we're all in, you know, looking at the scoring guide on the score sheet, we're all in excellent territory. Could mm-hmm. I come up if I judge this beer in a competition with you guys as my co-judges? Would I come up to that forty after we discussed it? Probably, but I just, I, yeah, I felt like the 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 alcohol was a little high for for a, yeah. for a double IPA. It was the only thing you could fault it for, just as it's declared. Yeah, and that's just well, a and, fine and point. Hence, it's a really and, enjoyable and I beer. I see what you're saying about the triple. What I said about the triple. Now, yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that point makes sense. Well, right, and and I guess you know I'll throw my hat in the ring. Also, I would bring the alcohol down a little bit. And again, I know yeah. why you brewed it because you were just fucking around. Because you know I, I I understand all that. But if if I were to to adjust this to 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 keep it within the spirit of the of the beer, I would bring the alcohol down a little bit because sort of as it warms, it, I, I do sort of get that sort of like slick sweetness from the alcohol. Maybe it's I'm just syrupy. Yeah. yeah, maybe a little bit. But I, w- sweet, I would sweet, I would bring sweet. it down a little bit, but still keep it over nine. Yeah, just because. Version of this. Like you could do 10. Yeah, yeah that's and, some restraint. And, and honestly, what I would do. We talked about doing an, an 8, and it didn't come out like you wanted. Yeah. So bump, bump it down to 10. You know, take it down a percent or two. What, Maybe you like, get the sugar because you want to dry it out. Yeah. Maybe use half a pound of sugar, you know? Yeah. What, what I would do. double IP is around 9. That's a good place. Yeah. 9 and yeah. a half, 10. What I would souls. do, honestly, with this, because the recipe is, you, you have the recipe down, is I would just. Just fuck with it every once in a while. Just make a batch. And I understand yeah. there's a pound of hops in it, so this shit's not cheap. But yeah. look, you're hunting the beach. It's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but well, <laughs> I'm just you don't you don't homebrew to save money anyway. Right, exactly. Right, right. Um, but I you know, make make these little tweaks. Maybe it doesn't need the corn sugar, maybe it does. Who knows, right? And, and because I think this is a recipe that could really are you a competition guy? Do you enter competitions uh, at all? I haven't. I mean Do you want to? Do you care about that shit at all? I I'd probably enjoy it if I did it. Yeah. Then this is the recipe I think to go with. Yeah. And I think you should work Agreed. this recipe as your racehorse for a competition because I think it's very, very good and you have a very good um, uh, handle on the flavor combinations. And I think you should just try to tweak it out for competition uh, and go for it if you want to. Yeah. yeah. So one other little one, – one other question. So now that you've kind of had – you've drank it a little bit and you've been waiting. You've Uh-oh. Been, we, have to, we have to give you 10 Bitcoin for the antidote? No, no, no. Okay. So, to me, to me, one of the things about this beer that I would change is the how it stays on your palate. Like to me, right now, I still have a little chocolatey, little okay. paperiness from the hops. How do you get rid of that that dry papery astringency? It's not really astringency, but on the tongue right now, to me, it's yeah, like, it was, lingered too long. I'd like it to be gone, kind of thing. Mm. Like. Not the flavor, but the dry. There's like a dryness to it. 
Yeah, I think there was that 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 the je ne sais quoi in the mouthfeel for me. Like what it's a, the leathery hop thing or something. Like what? leathery is probably a good descriptor yeah. for it. What what's a good? Do you have any ideas on how to limit that or? I, I, what is that? Too much rye? Do you think? I mean, is it a rye issue? No, I think it's an it, oil. It's the alcohol. You think? I think it's an oil from the hops coating your tongue, and just using this much hops yeah. in a beer, it's going to be hard to get away from that. Yeah. See, I I read it as a rye thing. So all three of us are reading it a different thing. Although, so so pick one thing and change it and see what happens. Carbonation cures all that all those ills, right? Mm. Regardless of the cause, a little higher carbonation will drag that off the tongue a little more. Pretty high already. Yeah, it is pretty high already, isn't it? Yeah, my mine. I saved the bottle with the low fill. I think mine, the one I'm drinking right now, is a little less carbonated than yours. So maybe I'm getting more of it than you guys are. No, I, I get that same thing though. Yeah, and, and um, I don't know of a, a an easy fix for that other than using less hops, which I would uh, not recommend necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> this beer. Hmm. The yeah, it, if you draw, I've tried. I've tried reducing the hops in another variation, and that it just doesn't. It doesn't work. Yeah, maybe experiment with different hops that are less resiny, but I, I like the resiny yeah. character. I mean, of this beer, so that's. I, I do too. As it's sitting there on my mouth, the the bitterness is sort of prickly. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of the, hanging. Some uh, dry hops again. It's pretty much all uh, amarillo and citra. Amarillo citra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's too I much really bitterness. Like it. it's a great, those are great choices for hops. Yeah. The uh, citra is one that I saw a lot of in the in the recipe, the clone recipe for Wookie Jack, and I'm not sure if that's what what they use there but uh, yeah this is pretty much straight off of probably what you were looking at yeah it looks like it looked like a fun recipe i was like oh yeah i should brew that (laughs) cool all right well ben if there's nothing else uh we'll let you go man all right i I have i have one quick question of course you do what is your local homebrew store in huntington beach these days uh costa mesa uh windsor windsor homebrew windsor homebrew yeah okay cool yeah they're good yeah i've heard of those guys know those guys wasn't there a billion years ago when i lived there so Nice. Times change. Yeah. I was curious. Uh, yeah. Well, Ben, hey man, if you if you rebrew this or adjust it at all, let us know. I'll send you. I'll send you a light lager next time. <laughs> man, that would be great. <laughs> I'd appreciate I don't do it. this very often. It's it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, but it, I, would, I would be pleased to drink your light lager, man. Yeah, man, but it's it really good. it pays off. It pays off. But uh, yeah, I'm interested to see, man. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, thanks a lot. Ben, yeah, I appreciate thanks, it. Man. Yeah, appreciate and it. we're gonna we're Cheers. gonna take a quick That's break, everybody. Really it's Doctor Homebrew. Hang on, we'll be right back. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the Twenty First Amendment Brewery, located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the Twenty One A, and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Kings. 
The leader in affordable, high-quality kegerators is here. Introducing Comos, the kegerator designed with serious beer drinkers in mind. It features an all-stainless steel draft tower, a major upgrade over traditional chrome-plated brass towers, and Comos keeps your new tower cold with their air-cooled tower fan, wrapping your beer lines in frigid coolness. Your beer is poured from innovative forward-sealing faucets that don't leak, so they stay cleaner for longer. Dual gas inlets on the rear of the fridge allow you to run both CO2 and nitrogen gas. Serve your beer with CO2, serve your kegged wine, or even cocktails with nitrogen. The digital temperature display has the largest range available, allowing you to use the Comos Kegerator for fermentation if you need to. And now Comos Kegerators ship with duo-tight draft fittings for that click-to-connect assembly we've all dreamed of. Buy direct from ComosDraft.com and receive free shipping on your order. That's K-O-M-O-S Draft.com. Ma'am, I'll need to take your top off for this examination. Oh, doctor. All right, thanks a lot, everybody, for hanging on. We're winding things down today, but we brought on our good friend Jeff to come and talk to us a little bit about BJCP exams and all that kind of fun stuff. Jeff, what's going on, dude? Welcome back. Thank you. It's fantastic to be here. I think this is, uh, I don't even know, three, four, sometimes. Something like times. that, man, yeah. Jeff is uh, an OG with the show here, yeah. That's right. That's right. Cooper was reminding us that uh, you were on our first show. I was on number one. You guys beat Damn. the hell out of my beer as every time I come on. So. <laughs> it was a, a Belgian pale ale, if I recall. And it ate uh, It was shit. a Belgian triple. You called it something else. I don't know. Okay. We called it like 22, I think is what you Whoa. called it. Oh, we miscategorized it. Okay. Damn. That was my bad. I take it all back. Yeah, that's, uh, that's exactly what it is. We miscategorized it. I'm looking at your uh, your little brewery back there, Jeff. You got a, You have like 100 taps, yeah. and you have a flat screen, and it looks like... And I, I can't tell for sure because it's a little blown out because of the you know, whatever camera. But it looks like you have like what's on tap on your flat screen TV. It's like a 33-inch flat screen TV. For, for, well, it's, it's probably it's bigger than that. It, it's, it <laughs> you looks, asshole. It looks, it looks smaller on TV. Yeah, okay, um, sure. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. So I'm, well, I'm size, using... Size uh, does matter no matter what yeah, anyone says. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. You got to watch the game or, or show the beer list. So uh, yeah. yeah, so as, as Char was saying, yeah, it's the tap list I.O., mm-hmm. So it's uh, you got everything nice. everything on there. Which is that's awesome. cool, man. That's, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Just like a hop grenade or something. That's sure. Cool. Yeah. Right, I figure through the, through the COVID era, if you you know you can't go out to a bar, you may as well just have eight beers on top. So yeah, Fuck yeah, yeah. Why nice. not? All right. So Cooper, let's yes. uh, let's go through a little bit about why we drug bre- uh, why we, why we drug uh, Jeff. <laughs> Here I was gonna say I was gonna say Brian, but uh, I was like, why do we drag Brian Shaw over here? No, why do we drag Jeff uh, on the show? And and, uh, what are we chatting about a little bit today? We've been drugged by the eleven percent double black. Yeah, thanks, Ben. We're sipping here, and 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 uh, yeah, Jeff probably has Wookie Jack in his in his fridge there. I do, but I'm drinking a mild JP, just so you know. Thank you. I don't have any more. I'm drinking the mildest of beers. You guys are like mild Banquet. buddies. Yeah, the a mild with the Kavike yeast. You should try it. It's real good. Uh, okay. Scottish ale, but anyway. No, well, well you uh, can't all be perfect. Recently, I I, I know that uh, I've, I've I've been help. I I tried to help, and I I failed miserably at helping him enough. Maybe, but uh, I helped Jeff uh, in his in his in his uh, goals to advance within the BGCP, and he's he's he's. This far away from master, I consider Jeff a master in all but name. 
Um, he knows more about beer probably than I do. And he's traveled more than I do. I, I like I said earlier, I, I wanted to go to Belgium this last year, but it didn't quite work out uh, for my first time, but you've been many times and you've tasted a lot of beers over there. You have a lot of real world beer tasting experience and um, you know, You've also spent some extensive uh, time studying uh, for the for the beer exam. So passing the the you know the tasting exam is one thing, getting in, getting your foot in the door. But you're you're working to take it to another level, and you you're you know you're national and uh, high national. So uh, and working towards master, and and you'll get there. You will get there. Um, but what Jeff did is he put together all of his resources uh, when he made uh, the last push to. Uh, improve his score and you did improve your score um, all these study uh, materials that he created in doing that for himself he wanted to share it with people um, yeah. in a way that that may help other people to do well on the, the exam so I recently went through his intro course um, on his uh, site and I'll, I'll let him announce all that stuff if you want to you know give a little yeah plug. I don't think so I asked him if he made any money on this before because I you know I would ask him for a fat sponsorship for the show that's right uh, you know, I, <laughs> well I, look I, he has a he has a larger than 33 inch uh, TV in the background he can afford it that's, that's true fine. no no this is this is why we're losing money here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like like any IT firm you got to spend all your money on the office shit and then you go bankrupt, so you keep yeah. it all. Yeah, I got you. All right. Silicon but, uh, Valley, all the way. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's... So I, I, I like what Jeff's doing, and I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him, exp- you know, he, he has plans to expand it to the okay. uh, studying for the tasting exam. Well, let's talk um, about it. Jeff, we'll what's, it your, together, what's so. your website? Uh, yeah, so it's masterthebjcp.com. Okay, and it's, a, um, it's a, just basically a primer or a trainer to help people do well in the test. It sounds like I could have used that because I did horribly on the test. I am recognized. Which yeah, sort of just well, is like so you wouldn't mm. even be able to sit for this one. Yeah. Um, okay. Know, so, good. So this is the the, the one I started with um, is is the written exam, yeah. um, and, and so in order to even sit for the written exam, you know, there's there's sort of the prerequisite. You you've got to get eighty percent on either the current beer judging exam or the the tasting portion of the legacy beer exam for those of us that have been around for a, a long damn time. Oh wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, once once you sort of graduate into that level and not not everybody goes beyond certified or, or recognized, right? The, the majority of the folks in the BJCP are kind of really staying at that level and are saying, hey, that's what I want to do. What I don't want to keep doing what I'm doing, which is banging my head against the wall, um, taking this test over and over again. Um, so I took the test, uh, the written exam at uh, the last homebrew con, I guess, out in, in Providence. Um, and, and I had spent a ton of time putting together resources. And I think what, what I had seen is, you know, going through, you know, Brian's course or, or Dave Techham's course, um, you know, in, in person. And I, and I saw, you know, an opportunity, I guess, this in this past COVID era is just sort of say, hey, there's not really an e-learning course out there where somebody sitting at home can, can do, take this on. So, so that's kind of what I did. And, and I sort of just put together everything around the exam, the the prerequisites, the you know helping people understand what it is, and then you know giving people the tips and tricks that that I learned um, through doing it. So that that's kind of what what I went about putting together. Okay, yeah, the exam very cool. Is, yeah, like a time crunch. You need to regurgitate a lot of information, and regardless of how much you have in your brain, you kind of have to think about not just the the knowledge that you have, but ways to organize it and put your thoughts out in a yeah. cohesive way and getting complete 
answers on the exam. Well, and and I think that you know, aside from judging, like I took the BJ the B the BJ say uh, I took the BJCP mm. exam mainly because I was shitting on judges for so long, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this, and uh, I'm going to comp- I'm going to see what I'm complaining about. And it turns out I was accurate on everything that I've ever complained about. No, I'm kidding. Um, mm. But it was it was very, very challenging. I took a Dave Techum course, which is like the, uh, the most amazing. Techum is the best. But Techum's a great guy. Yeah. But what I found was very difficult for me was, number one, what did I want to get out of the course, right? So I, I wanted just to, to do the thing. I didn't really – maybe I was like, oh, I'll judge some competitions or whatever – Turns out for me, judging is very, very hard. I don't do it anymore because it's like I, I, to 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 go twelve rounds, right? Uh, to judge twelve beers and then take a break and then do another one later in the day. I don't have the mental fortitude to do that. It's very, very hard to do, personally for me. Maybe it's easier for you guys. I don't know, but like knowing that and then you go, okay, now I have to 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 sort of know a good portion about all these beer styles. I definitely could have used sort of a primer. And Jeff, that's what you're offering on, on your site too. You can, it's, it's a paid thing. I can hire you to help me prep for the courses, um, you know, give me uh, in-depth question reviews. So I imagine it's something like a, uh, pretend like it's a flashcard or something like, hey, what's going on? Someone I can talk to. And the BJCP classes are great. People who teach them are great. But there is that that added review that, you do actually really need. Well, I think this is something you can take at your own pace too. So that's yeah. the nice one of the nice things about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there there is a lot of um, you know a lot of exams that are out there in general, right? There's there's you got to know your stuff. Yeah, but then you got to know how to take the exam too. And I think that's kind of what yeah. I put forward on this. You, you've got ninety minutes to really regurgitate a lot of information, and you just can't go in and say I'm, I'm I know beer. I'm going to go in. You know, in order to score very well and, and get that ninety, because um, I'll, I'll say that the ninety is almost the you know the, the ceiling of, of what you're going to get on this. Um, you're not going to. It's like a fifty point beer. You, you're not going to get a hundred on this. Um, yeah. And so you've got to eke in there, um, and you got to get every word's got to be crisp, and you have to be fast, and you have to have, you know, I, I don't know when the last time you you wrote by hand for ninety minutes is. Um, yeah, but God, that, I was so doing this, painful. man. I was wiggling my wrist the entire, writing my name. Oh, like, man. God damn, I can't, I don't even know. And then the spelling, don't even get me wrong. Like, you know, you're writing on by hand and you expect to see that red line underneath. Like you spelled something wrong. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and, and so, I mean, you've got to know, you know, all these different styles and you've got to be able to yeah. regurgitate a recipe and, and and how are you going to be able to do that and memorize all that on top of everything else you've got to memorize? My, I so, still remember the recipe I was supposed to get. It was a Doppelbach. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Because <laughs> oh. when you're when you're studying for the test, you sort of like, at least what I did is I go, well, fuck it. The recipe, I'm going to get it wrong no matter what. Because I, I don't have a head for, for that. I just don't, I just don't, I don't really get that whole thing. So I sort of avoided it. But I feel like if I had some prompting or some training... I would have got it. And not to make it sound like a giant plug for you, because, you know, I don't really care. But to to, to become the BJCP judge, to, to do this thing, to sort of support the homebrewing community, there is an aspect of it that is very much like you need to take it very seriously. And like you said, oh, I, I, you can't just go in and go, I know beer, so I'm going to be fine. 
To me, I think that's the Cicerone program. Not that, not that, not that you don't have to know anything. Not that it's just like some shitty whatever, because you do have to know a lot. But that's general beer knowledge, and this is more specific. Yeah, it is very difficult. And there's a lot of memorization. You know, I mean, you you need to know certain ranges. Um, You need to know certain styles. You need to be within those things. Um, So there, there's a ton to cram into those ninety minutes. Um, You know, I, I probably. I did, I think, about six months of studying leading up to that exam. You know, so it, the, I didn't want to waste all the information that I put together. I said, hey, this, this is probably going to be helpful for some people. Uh, you can't go into it without a plan. Right. Um, you, yeah. you have to have that. And I, I've got my project management professional. I'm, a, I'm an engineer. Um, yeah. It's the hardest exam I've ever taken. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, just the not, sheer okay. amount of knowledge you have to retain. Yeah. Not everybody knows how to, t- how to really take an exam well and, 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 what know what is going to impress the graders like you, you need to know your audience they're national or higher judges you know grading your exams a lot of them are masters these days or grandmasters and you need to regurgitate the kind of knowledge that's going to make them say hey this guy really is you know 90 right. plus yeah I, jeff I, I don't think 90 is the limit either you can you could you can you got a 93 or a 90 you know you can get up you could up sure there, you but, could i mean you could also win the lottery too Jeff, do you uh, yeah. do you think that that becoming a, a a beer judge helped you make better homebrew? And that's what we sort of been saying that forever and ever. And it's like, yeah, sometimes sure, but it depends on the kind of brewer you are. Is that is that something where you where you recall your 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 training and your knowledge from the BJCP and and put it to practical practical use in entering beers for competition or just brewing beers in general? Um, yeah, I would say both, all of those. Yeah, for, for sure. I think the number one thing for me was, you know, joining a homebrew club that, that when yeah. I joined the Mad Zymergists a long time ago, um, I didn't know what Dacetal was, you know, and, and, <laughs> I, and, I'm, and, I, yeah. and I found out that I'm not really sensitive to it. Yeah. Um, so I was able to say like, Hey, it was like, Hey, this thing, you know, it's just uh, popcorn. And I was like, what the hell are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> they actually can. It's so, called Coors Banquet. Right. Yeah. Right. No, ain't no diacetyl in that one. No. Um, yeah. So for sure, I think um, you, by the nature of going through the study for this, you, yeah. you have to learn all these off flavors. You have to learn um, how to write a score sheet such that you can tell somebody, I taste this, this is how you fix this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by doing all that, yeah, I, I think my homebrew drastically improved, um, yeah. honestly, by joining a, the club listening to you know the various programs within say it um, say it. network there you go um, um yeah no i i did i i listened through all those on the way to work like living in the bay area you know you spend a lot of time in your car so you know <laughs> yeah. i learned a ton um by going yeah. back and forth listening to that stuff and and the study too yeah so yeah absolutely Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, off of your uh, off of your website, master the bjcb.com, you can um, have access to the beers that you have on tap. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you can see. Yeah. Cool. So uh, there you go. You have a, a, a stout. You got a pineapple cider. You got you know you got some homebrews going on, man. And uh, you know I think that's uh, I think it's very funny. I was like, oh look, I found I found what's on tap. There Absolutely. we go. What this guy's drinking. I th- I think that's cool, man, and I I really encourage, especially after taking the exam. Um, I still carry my card around with me wherever I go. I don't know why. Um, it is sort of a badge of honor, even though I've used it twice. One was for the Sam Adams long shot competition, where mm. I didn't really understand what 
was involved in judging a beer competition or being a judge in a beer. I've like I put them together for more beer and like you know whatever, but I didn't really get what it means to be a judge. And taking the exam is one thing. Judging beer in an exam is a whole different story, and it sort of really opened my eyes to the chaos, the orderly chaos that that is involved in judging beer. I, I judge like t- a flight of ten beers. I'm like, wow, that was, <laughs> man, that was really. Uh, well, I'll see you guys, and they're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, we are taking a break, but then the next flight is going on. I'm like, I think I've yeah. been here four hours. What do you mean the next? Like, <laughs> I think the, the fuck uh, are you so talking about? Legacy. Things have changed a little bit since then, and most modern competitions, and especially now in this era. You know, they they think about their judges differently, and it, it you know when mm-hmm. we used to, you're probably thinking of like when the the Mad Zymergist guys were running uh, NHC, uh, you know, and we we had to do that because that's all the judges we had. Now, you know, I mean, yeah, it's still hard to get enough judges for your competition sometimes, but the organizers really try to design when I'm doing a comp, we try to design it so you're judging no more than seven or eight beers. It's just one flight, you know, yeah. and make it easier. So, but well, that's, you know, that's, that's good. But, and, and that's also a, 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 a nice um, response or reflection maybe of, of the homebrewing, you know, industry uh, where more people are becoming judges and it's easier to get people. I, I do remember putting together the comp for the, um, for the, uh, the more beer forum competition it was impossible to find people. That shit was, yeah. was very, very say, hard. I, thinking back, I remember judging the B3 Forum, one of the, uh, yeah. two of them, actually, at the old EJ, at the current EJ Fair, but it was under construction. Yeah. And then actually at More Beer and doing like three flights at each one. Yeah. And finishing best of show at like that 9 was tough. p.m. Right. And, and putting that together <laughs> then, I'm like, it's, you're just fucking, you're just taking a sip of beer. It's fine. But it's it's a lot of the, the mental fortitude to you, you tasting yeah. the beer. You can't, over time, you can't let the alcohol get to you because you still have to write your shit down. And, that's right, and that's yeah. the focus, man. It's like, um, just like after doing these shows, after doing two of these Dr. Homebrews back to back, it's like, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, I just, I'm tired. Like mentally, I'm just like, fuck man. It's yeah, uh, anyway, so there, is, there are still some poorly imagine. competitions that will push their judges a little too hard. Yeah. And, and, you know, as you, you know, it's a lot of times the, the, you know, just ones that aren't run by beer judges, you know, they're run by a county fair or something They're like oh well we only got this many judges we just need to make them do this but right anyway right we're digressing off topic here but i, I well probably- yeah the, the i mean the main thing is 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 if you want an inside look at the bjcp exam if you want to take the bjcp exam uh check out master the bjcp.com and it's it's very good uh website it's a very good place to get information from because you can take a class and that's cool, but it's all the ancillary stuff too. It's the prep for it. It's, it's all that kind of stuff. If you're very, very serious about well, yeah. taking the exam and doing well on the exam, uh, you're, you're, you're going to need a little bit extra help. And Jeff and Jeff, yeah. uh, you know, can, can definitely help you out with that too. So plus you get to check that out. not only look at just beautifully designed slides, but you get to listen to his voice for a long time. In, in yeah. my bedroom voice, yeah. Into yeah. the night so you have, as you, have you go. Some tones going on there, man. Well, really, the the first class is just is a slide after slide of what beer he has on tap, just for an hour, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, over yeah, and over again. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, then, Jeff, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, this guy's. Uh, hopefully, uh, this this gives you guys a little bit of. Um, I don't know, uh, not insight, but uh, a little bit of in- motivation to to take the BGCP yeah. exam. We yeah, definitely absolutely. need more beer judges 
out in the world. And if you want to improve your beer, you don't even have to take beer. Uh, you don't even have to judge beer. Uh, Jesus Christ. You don't even have to judge beer competitions. If you just want to improve your, your beer at home, take the BGCP exam, prep for it. Maybe, look, maybe you don't even fucking take the goddamn thing, but prep for it. You're going to learn a ton about it. Learning, yes. learning is, is helpful to, you know. Exactly. I, I, what, what, from what Jeff was talking about earlier, I, I learned to, like, oh, I have this certain house character in my beers. What is that? I don't know. You know, and as you, yeah. as you learn and study and, and taste more beers with people and with people that know their ass from a hole in the ground and beer judges, they're like, oh, that's acetaldehyde. Well, to me, it tastes like pumpkin skins. Uh, to you, it tastes like green apple or whatever, you know. And there's different ways people perceive things. Not everybody tastes things or sees things the same. That's right. That's right. You know, you, you have to learn what where your weaknesses are. Jeff can't taste diacetyl as well as others. You know, that's, yeah. that's, so, a tip, that's a blind spot. Some people just can't taste it at all. Take the class and laugh at him because of that. It's fine. You, you, oh, you own his time at that point. So you can just take the whatever, however long it takes, and just make fun of him for not tasting diacetyl, and, and he'll have to take it. Make fun yeah. of Jeff and his beautiful house in Santa Barbara and his good <laughs> life and everything else at his job, and I'm just going to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a master and you're not because you've got a house and your life is great. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah well i think we can probably blame like you know uh i think Char's drunk like, probably, probably kept him up too too uh, late the night before yeah. the exam and, and when you should have been studying and we, we gave you you know triples and really strong beers the night before your exam probably exactly in, in providence and it's all uh, our fault i consider it there you go it's yeah. always been your guys's fault between 22s on my beers and, and <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But you put all this information Providence together. Providence was so much fun. But I think back to Providence, though. Providence was like, that was a time when we could go places and do things and have fun. Like, yeah, I had a, I had a blast with you guys in Providence. Right. That yeah, I know you can drink other people's beers and be around oh, yeah. a thousand of your closest friends and get all sweaty with them. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was good Why times. Not? <laughs> yeah, are we going to be comfortable doing that again? No, absolutely I, not. Yeah, no, a couple of years. I'll, yeah, already, I'll like even like I'll be fine. the email we got for about uh, you know because we're we we submitted a, a a thing to do a talk at at uh, HomebrewCon, mm -hmm. uh, Doctor Homebrew Live. That'd be kind of fun. But even the email we got the other day from John, it was like, oh, Dr. we might Homebrew be open. We, I don't know. Uh, we'll know more mid March. I was like, I don't think we should. Do, I think that's a bad idea. I don't know. I just, yeah. I just, let's just, let's just skip it. Let's just skip it. Uh, we'll do a virtual. So, it's fine. So Jeff, how much are you charging people to sponsor your, your back bar there and the fancy screen? Is it, it's, it's a 200, $300 for the course, right? <laughs> uh, no. So yeah, 49 bucks, um, 49. you know, just to try to keep the lights on. Um, to keep the taps uh, flowing. There you go. Um, but, I saw yeah. that, and it's approachable. And like you said, you've got a limited audience. This is, yeah, uh, this, you know, yeah, well, labor like, of love, love. It, and, it yeah. is, you know. And, and I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna start working on the tasting exam next. I'm sort of working my way down um, to yeah. to bigger, bigger fish, I guess. But yeah. uh, well, it's been yeah. years since you took that exam. You probably don't even remember what that was. It has. <laughs> it has. So <laughs> I'm actually. Well, I, I was supposed to take it again. Um, I guess when the hell was it? I don't know. March yeah. last year or something up in Portland. Um, it is rescheduled for May, so I don't know. Maybe I'll make it up to Portland again and see if that flies, and we'll take it again. So, yeah. yeah. But I, I need I need one more push to uh, 
to get up to the rarefied air of the the Bryans. You there you go. Like a half a point to get there, right? Like it's, yeah. It's, it's close. We'll put it that way. You know, All right. Uh, well, that's it. Sam was always my bugaboo. Brian Char. And it was always, the, sorry. You're uh, such an I'll, asshole. I'll just say that it's the toughest thing for me to get was just to trust my own palate. And I would second, I would keep screwing up the tasting exam time after time after time. I had the the actual facts because I'm you know half on the spectrum or whatever. I could vomit out whatever facts you want for the written exam. The half. tasting exam was the tough part, and it was because I I couldn't I wouldn't trust myself about what I was really tasting. Yeah. And when I finally got to the point of I this is what I taste. I'm writing it down. I don't give a shit if anybody else tastes it or not. This is what I taste. That's when I got that score I needed to be a, a master. Nice. Use the force. Well, and that's and that's instincts. really like a, a a good life lesson too. Honestly, it really is. Yeah. It really is. Trust yourself, man. Just, just tr- tr- trust yourself. Yeah, Jeff. Trust thanks, yourself. man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank good you, luck Jeff. with the site. Masterthebjcp.com. Again, we need more beer judges out in the universe. So become one. If you're a home brewer, and obviously for home brewer, because you're fucking listening to this stupid show. But if you're a home brewer who's serious about about winning awards and who wants to give back to the community, there's no way to do it like being a judge, being, becoming a beer judge, supporting your own home brewing community. And uh, if you need help on the test, Jeff can definitely help you out. So It's uh, fun, and you have out. time to do it now still. Now, later this yes. year, your schedule, remember your weekends prior to... Oh, yeah, they're gone, dude. Year. They're gone. You know what else is right now? Yeah, you know what else is cool is being on this show. If you want to send us beer, which uh, I understand we uh, basically doo-dooed in a bottle and sent it back to Jeff, uh, you know, metaphorically for his beers. But don't be like that. If you want to be uh, on this show, <laughs> and I don't know what I'm saying anymore, guys. I'm, I'm sorry. Email what are you Brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. Brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. We're taking wine. We're taking mead. We're taking cachaça. We're taking cider. Keep saying that. We don't take any of that shit. We are. We're taking all of it. We're taking all of it right now. Brian, shut up. We're taking all of that right now. Uh, whatever we want. We need people on the show. And uh, whatever you're fermenting at home, we will take right now. Look, I'll tell you what. If you're fucking fermenting sauerkraut, send it over. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Send it us. We'll take it. Okay? I want some cachaça. I don't know what cachaça is. I want to fucking drink some cachaça. Send that shit it, in, man. It's a rum. It's like a South American rum. All right. Let's bring it. Let's yeah. cachaça right yeah. now. If you distill at home, let's do that, too. I don't even care. Anyway. Jeff, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Thank you to Five Star, of course, for supporting the show. Thank you to Morebeard. Thank you to Sully at the 2-1-A. Thank you to all our sponsors. Send them all emails. All these commercials that you hear, uh, send everybody emails. Let them know that you you, uh, appreciate them supporting the show. Uh, because we we appreciate that too. So thank you very much. Silly. We thank you. Will you go? Will you come in and have coffee with me, please? There you go. I'm gonna just mute uh, everybody. So because uh, if I try to get out of here one more time and Brian Shar has some autistic thing to say, I'm gonna fucking vomit. All right. Thanks everybody, guys. Uh, thanks everybody, guys. Appreciate it. We'll see you maybe tomorrow later. Bye. <laughs>